Chapter Thirty of the Orange Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Therese. The Orange Fairy Book by Andrew Lang. How the Stalos were tricked. From the Journal of the Anthropological Institute. Mother i have seen such a wonderful man said a little boy one day as he entered a hut in lapland bearing in his arms the bundle of sticks he had been sent out to gather have you my son and what was he like asked the mother as she took off the child's sheepskin coat and shook it on the doorstep well i was tired of stooping for the sticks and was leaning against the tree to rest when i heard a noise of sh sh among the dead leaves i thought perhaps it was a wolf so i stood very still but soon there came past a tall man oh twice as tall as father with a long red beard and a red tunic fastened with a silver girdle from which hung a silver-handled knife behind him followed a great dog which looked stronger than any wolf or even a bear but why are you so pale mother he was the stalo replied she her voice trembling stalo the man-eater you did well to hide or you might never have come back but remember that though he is so tall and strong he is very stupid and many a lap has escaped from his clutches by playing him some clever trick not long after the mother and son had held this talk it began to be whispered in the forest that the children of an old man called peto had vanished one by one no one knew whither the unhappy father searched the country for miles around without being able to find as much as a shoe or a handkerchief to show him where they had passed but at length a little boy came with news that he had seen the stalo hiding behind a well near which the children used to play the boy had waited behind a clump of bushes to see what would happen and by and by he noticed that the stalo had laid a cunning trap in the path to the well and that anybody who fell over it would roll into the water and drown there and as he watched pato's youngest daughter ran gaily down the path till her foot caught in the strings that were stretched across the steepest place she slipped and fell and in another instant had rolled into the water within reach of the stalo as soon as pato heard this tale his heart was filled with rage and he vowed to have his revenge so he straightway took an old fur coat from the hook where it hung and putting it on went out into the forest when he reached the path that led to the well he looked hastily round to make sure that no one was watching him then laid himself down as if he had been caught in the snare and had rolled into the well though he took care to keep his head out of the water very soon he heard a shh of the leaves and there was the stalo pushing his way through the undergrowth to see what chance he had of a dinner at the first glimpse of pato's head in the well he laughed loudly crying ha ha this time it is the old ass i wonder how he will taste in drawing pato out of the well he flung him across his shoulders and carried him home then he tied a cord round him and hung him over the fire to roast while he finished a box that he was making before the door of the hut which he meant to hold pato's flesh when it was cooked in a very short time the box was so nearly done that it only wanted a little more chipping out with an axe but this part of the work was easier accomplished indoors and he called to one of his sons who were lounging inside to bring him the tool the young man looked everywhere but he could not find the axe for the very good reason that pato had managed to pick it up and hide it in his clothes stupid fellow what is the use of you grumbled his father angrily and he bade first one and then another of his sons to fetch him the tool but they had no better success than their brother i must come myself i suppose said stalo putting aside the box meanwhile pato had slipped from the hook and concealed himself behind the door so that as stalo stepped in 
his prisoner raised the axe and with one blow the ogre's head was rolling on the ground his sons were so frightened at the sight that they all ran away and in this manner pato avenged his dead children but though stalo was dead his three sons were still living and not far off either they had gone to their mother who was tending some reindeer on the pastures and told her that by some magic they knew not what their father's head had rolled from his body and they had been so afraid that something dreadful would happen to them that they had come to take refuge with her the ogress said nothing long ago she had found out how stupid her sons were so she just sent them out to milk the reindeer while she returned to the other house to bury her husband's body now three days journey from the hut on the pastures two brothers so known dwelt in a small cottage with their sister lima who tended a large herd of reindeer while they were out hunting of late it had been whispered from one to another that the three young stalos were to be seen on the pastures but the sodno brothers did not disturb themselves the danger seemed too far away unluckily however one day when lima was left by herself in the hut the three stalos came down and carried her and the reindeer off to their own cottage the country was very lonely and perhaps no one would have known in which direction she had gone had not the girl managed to tie a ball of thread to the handle of a door at the back of the cottage and left it trail behind her of course the ball was not long enough to go all the way but it lay on the edge of a snowy track which led straight to the stalos's house when the brothers returned from their hunting they found both the hut and the sheds empty loudly they cried lima lima but no voice answered them and they fell to searching all about lest perchance their sister might have dropped some clue to guide them at length their eyes dropped on the thread which lay on the snow and they set out to follow it on and on they went and when at length the thread stopped the brothers knew that another day's journey would bring them to the stalo's dwelling of course they did not dare to approach it openly for the stalo's had the strength of giants and besides there were three of them so the two sodnos climbed into a big bushy tree which overhung a well perhaps our sister may be sent to draw water here they said to each other but it was not till the moon had risen that the sister came and as she let down her bucket into the well the leaves seemed to whisper lima lima the girl started and looked up but could see nothing and in a moment the voice came again be careful take no notice fill your buckets but listen carefully all the while and we will tell you what to do so that you may escape yourself and set free the reindeer also so lima bent over the well lower than before and seemed busier than ever you know said her brother that when ostalo finds that anything has been dropped into his food he will not eat a morsel but throws it to his dogs now after the pot has been hanging some time over the fire and the broth is nearly cooked just rake up the log of wood so that some of the ashes fly into the pot the stalo will soon notice this and will call you to give all the food to the dogs but instead you must bring it straight to us as it is three days since we have eaten or drunk that is all you need to do for the present then lima took up her buckets and carried them into the house and did as her brothers had told her they were so hungry that they ate the food up greedily without speaking but when there was nothing left in the pot the eldest said listen carefully to what i have to tell you after the eldest stalo has cooked and eaten a fresh supper he will go to bed and sleep so soundly that not even a witch could wake him you can hear him snoring a mile off and then you must go into his room and pull off the iron mantle that covers him and put it on the fire till it is almost red hot when that is done come to us and we will give you further directions i will obey you in everything dear brothers answered lyman and so she did 
it had happened that on this very evening the stalos had driven in some of the reindeer from the pasture and had tied them up to the wall of the house so that they might be handy to kill for next day's dinner the two sodnos had seen what they were doing and where the beasts were secured so at midnight when all was still they crept down from their tree and seized the reindeer by the horns which were locked together the animals were frightened and began to neigh and kick as if they were fighting together and the noise became so great that even the eldest stalo was awakened by it and that was a thing which had never occurred before raising himself in his bed he called to his youngest brother to go out and separate the reindeer or they would certainly kill themselves the young stalo did as he was bid and left the house but no sooner was he out of the door than he was stabbed to the heart by one of the sodnos and fell without a groan then they went back to worry the reindeer and the noise became as great as ever and a second time the stalo awoke the boy does not seem to be able to part the beasts he cried to his second brother go and help him or i shall never get to sleep so the brother went and in an instant was struck dead as he left the house by the sword of the eldest sono the stalo waited in a bed a little longer for things to get quiet but as the clatter of the reindeer's horns was as bad as ever he rose angrily from his bed muttering to himself it is extraordinary that they cannot unlock themselves but as no one else seems able to help them i suppose i must go and do it rubbing his eyes he stood up on the floor and stretched his great arms and gave a yawn which shook the walls the suddenos heard it below and posted themselves one at the big door and one at the little door at the back for they did not know what their enemy would come out of the stalo put out his hand to take his iron mantle from the bed where it always lay but the mantle was not there he wondered where it could be and who could have moved it and after searching all the rooms he found it hanging over the kitchen fire but the first touch burnt him so badly that he let it alone and went with nothing except a stick in his hand through the back door the young sodno was standing ready for him and as the stalo put past the threshold struck him such a blow on the head that he rolled over with a crash and never stirred again the two sodnos did not trouble about him but quickly stripped the younger stalos of their clothes in which they dressed themselves then they sat still till the dawn should break and they could find out from the stalo's mother where the treasure was hidden with the first rays of the sun the young sodno went upstairs and entered the old woman's room she was already up and dressed and sitting by the window knitting and the young man crept in softly and crouched down on the floor laying his head on her lap for a while he kept silence and then he whispered gently tell me dear mother where did my eldest brother conceal his riches what a strange question surely you must know answered she no i have forgotten my memory is so bad he dug a hole under the doorstep and placed it there said she and there was another pause by and by the sodno asked again and where may my second brother's money be don't you know that either cried the mother in surprise oh yes i did once but since i fell upon my head i can remember nothing it is behind the oven answered she and again was silence mother dear mother said the young man at last i am almost afraid to ask you but i really have grown so stupid of late where did i hide my own money but at this question the old woman flew into a passion and vowed that if she could find a rod she would bring his memory back to him luckily no rod was within her reach and the sodno managed after a little to coax her back into good humour and at length she told him that the youngest stalo had buried his treasure under the very place where she was sitting dear mother said lyman who had come in unseen and was kneeling in front of the fire dear mother do you know who it is you have been talking with the old woman started but answered quietly it is a sodno i suppose you have guessed right replied lima 
the mother of the stalos looked round for her iron cane which she always used to kill her victims but it was not there for lima had put it in the fire where is my iron cane asked the old woman there answered lima pointing to the flames the old woman sprang forwards and seized it but her clothes caught fire and in a few minutes she was burned to ashes so the sodno brothers found the treasure and they carried it and their sister and the reindeer to their own home and were the richest men in all lapland End of how the stalos were tricked recording by maria therese